morning beautiful souls so today i think i want to talk about my journey with 21 divisions and eventually how i got here today i think a lot of people um really want to know this because they only see the part of me that talks about 21 divisions but they don't really see all the the altars and the different rituals and all of those things that a lot of people do show on YouTube to, you know, show that they are um, Mambo, Pugam, Priestess, Priest, and so on. And the reason I'll explain why I don't do that, um, you know, I believe that to, in this age where we are now, where we are transitioning and we are also incorporating obviously our ancestral ancestral magical religious spiritual practices with a new age and i think a lot of people don't think about these things they just accept the old ways and let's let's just be clear like the old ways of 21 divisions are not very old. They are maybe 150 years, you know, the 21 divisions name, even is something that is newer than what it was before. And maybe in the last 50 years, it changed to 21 divisions. And there was a lot of controversy of making sure that we are not similar to what people do in, in Haiti because, you know, the Dominicans with the Haitians, they have a we have a complicated history due to what happened when um the Haitians basically were in control of the whole island for what was it 20 something I don't even remember right now I think it was over 20 years so when we got our independence we wanted to separate ourselves and I think that's where everything started we we fought by by them by their side and then we were betrayed so there was a lot of feelings of betrayal a lot of feelings of being taken advantage of after this uh revolution and anyways um when this happened i think he left a lot of wounds open where the great-grandparents great-great-grandparents to the great-parents to the great-grandparents to the grandfathers to the fathers even today people will still talk about the fact that they don't want to be associated with Haitians and some of the some of these people will talk about those things like um we don't we don't we don't want them like if there is a lot of issues in the country in, in the Dominican Republic um where they were trying to really not allow the Haitians in. And I don't agree with any of that, but you know, that's what is happening. That let's be real, that's what's happening. So spiritually as well, a lot of people didn't want to be in combination similar to what happens on the other side of the island. So that's why the new name came up. Why I'm why I'm saying this is because if you talk to the elders like my grandmother that is 90 something years old that has been doing this for 70 something years she has been doing this for 70 something years and she doesn't even consider herself um what most people will consider themselves like a mambo she doesn't even use titles because 
There were no titles, <laughs> she says. So we have to be, um, you know, the, she might say, she might say one of the old titles, but that's just for people to understand what she what she does, right? But everybody in the community knows. So it's a small community. She doesn't need a title. She's not addressing any specific way. Like she's just who she is, her first name. <laughs> like there is no B, um, Mama Lua, or you know, like Mambo or whatever, like she doesn't even use those titles. So why this is important to me and why I always tell people that, you know, when we work, even when I have the shamanic clients and the hypnotherapy past life clients, you know, healing clients that are coming to healing, no matter what technique I use, they just trust me that I'm going to help them the best way that I can and that they're going to see results, right? so they don't care what technique I'm using. Um, am I going to be using shamanic? Am I going to use hypnotherapy, quantum healing, past life regression? They don't care about anything like that. All they care is that they trust me and they know that they're in good hands and that I'm going to help them, right? So I always had this resistance to titles because of that. I think it comes from my lineage, from my background, and also because... <sighs> I don't know. It just feels like um, maybe in 10, 15, 20 years from now, when I feel like I really understand the whole point of all of this, because I still don't understand the whole point of all of this. I understand my perspective through my filter of consciousness, but there is so much more that I don't understand. So there is also that separation from what I feel the separation from me being involved in other groups, because let me give you a story. Like when I was involved in one of the 21 divisions group, I will ask questions. Sometimes from my perspective, I will know what is my answer, but I would want to see what other people's at what level of consciousness they were. And a lot of people will think that they really like what they know is the final answer. So there is this level of separation that I feel. And I think this is the reason why a lot of people email me and reach out to me because they feel that separation, whether they know it consciously or not, they do feel that separation and makes them want to be quiet. So a lot of people are having a lot of throw issues, throw energy center issues, because we cannot even be open in the groups where we're supposed to be participating in sisters and brothers um, learning together because there is always a few that I know it all. And if you don't do it like this, you're doing it wrong. So there is a lot of rejection, um, resistance unknowingly, subconsciously uh, happening behind the doors where you don't know why you're behaving in a certain way, but you know something is going on there, right? So let me go back into my journey. What was happening with me when I was tapping into 21 divisions and I was like, oh shit, no, we're not. Because at the beginning, I didn't even know what it was. At the beginning, I remember seeing, I mean, when I was a child, I had premonitions about people dying. I would see them dying. I knew who they, like, it, it was just a nightmare. It was very depressive um, to the point where I just wanted to be done with it. Like, I really just wanted to be done with it. I didn't understand it. And I just wanted 
I just wanted it to stop so I could be free. I could be happy because it was so, you know, when people are transitioning, there is this energy of sadness and hopelessness and and just like dooming energy. And I was able to feel all of that and experience all of that by myself. And I didn't want to tell anybody else because I didn't want someone else to think that I was crazy and that they were going to put me back in the hospital. I spent many years in the hospital because I had bone infection. And when I had the bone infection, I had to live in hospitals for months at a time, weeks, months at a time, um, for many years, not just like a year, but from like the age of three to I think I was seven or so, so something like that. So around that time, I was also seeing visions. And, you know, as a child, I think a lot of us see a lot of things that we don't remember. And that's why a lot of fears are there that we don't even know we have. A lot of resistance to waking up spiritually because we don't want to go back to those moments when we were freaked out and nobody knew and we felt alone. We didn't understood. We were having a lot of confusion. So when we get older and we're really tapping in again, we're like, oh, we're not going there. So that's why I work a lot with people that are having spiritual blocks because of my own experience. I understand it fully. So anyways, I lived in hospitals for many years and it was a very dark time. So for me, when I was finally able to walk because I couldn't walk for many years, I had to like crawl. And I had a cast and, you know, it was very depressive time. I remember, I didn't remember, like I blocked it out onto my awakening started. I just had a feeling of, ooh, like a great cloud. And when it started, when I really started going through my awakening, I always had those visions, those feelings I, I just knew things before they were going to happen. I will never say anything because I was, I just didn't want to deal with it. And I didn't think anybody was going to understand me, which is one of the things that most people going through their awakening or going through a lot of, um, that went through a lot of trauma feel. No one is going to understand this, right? And so when the real awakening started coming back, because around nine or so, I I did a ritual to, I asked and I received information on how to do it. And I did it and it stopped. Like it really just, I blocked it out. So anyways, for the the intensity went away. I was still able to feel and, and see things and hear things, but it wasn't as strong as before where I was really going crazy, right? So when it started coming back, um, really, really coming back, I was very depressed. I realized looking back, you know, later, I realized that I was very depressed. In that moment, I didn't think I was depressed. I felt um, like there was work, um, there was eating, work, sleep, and hanging out, you know, like by then I, I already was pregnant or already had Tyler I think I was already pregnant I don't remember yeah I think I had Tyler already and maybe he was a toddler or something like that and I just I just felt like life was about taking care of him because he was the only good thing in my life right like I had a great job working corporate I was like making money that a lot of people wouldn't make you know and but still, there was something within me that was like hungry for something else. And I just didn't know what it was. So 
eventually I started meditating and I had a hunger for meditation, even though I didn't know why. And little by little, I started building my meditation practice from 30 seconds to a minute to five minutes and so on. And until you got to like 30 minutes an hour and so on. So when it started, it started with a lot of meditation and a lot of dreams. I always had dreams, but I never really pay attention to them until I started tapping in really. And it freaked me out because a lot of the things that were coming up were things that didn't make sense. And then it started going, I started going into trance. And when I started going into trance, I was like, oh shit. I remember what happened when I was a child and I was in the Palo Santo ceremonies and um, and you know, like we were doing the, the Hora Santa, the Palos, um, and people in the community will do different yearly events and stuff like that, ceremonies, um, prayers, and then the, the, the dance part. I don't know why I say Palo Santo, but anyways, um, Laura Santa, the, the sacred hour ceremony with the Palo. Some people might call it something else like the, the Mani and so on. So anyways, um, those were interesting ceremonies because when people will start playing the drums, a lot of people will go down and they, I will see them dragging themselves on the floor and it was dirt floor normally, you know. Um, they will be looking nice and then they go down and everything, they get muddy and uh, dirty. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is like crazy. This is for crazy people. Guess what? Well, you know, eventually got to the point where I was also doing the same thing. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to. I didn't want to be like that because I fought very hard to get out of poverty, you know, like what I consider poverty. I'm, I mean, I'm still poor, right? <laughs> it's not like I'm a millionaire, but that was extreme poverty where stream, maybe not so much, but it was poverty enough where sometimes what we would have for breakfast, I remember us having like, I don't know, like uh, sugar water with a piece of bread if... You know, like that was the worst. Like if we had a bad week and we didn't have to make uh, anything to make chocolate or or milk, you know, to buy milk from from the guy that goes by the neighborhood and used to sell milk, like fresh milk, right? So to me, I just didn't want it. I just didn't want to to go back to those moments, and I had a lot of resistance into accepting. So when I started really tapping in and receiving some of these energies coming through. I just didn't want to. Like I, there was a huge resistance in me that I had to work through in order for me to really understand what the heck. But at the same time, it was like, oh my God, life life could be so much better. Like there was this resistance and this idea of life could be so much better. And I was in between which way do I go? And eventually I get, I give up and I say, I'm going this way because this way sucks. And I already lived this for almost 30 years and I'm still feeling this great cloud. So this way has to be the way because why would it be happening if it's not the way? And when these things are coming, I feel really good. So I started putting two and two together. I started using my little mind, right? 
And I like if it if it feels good and I feel this energy of love expansion. And for those seconds at the beginning, it was seconds, like maybe a minute or so. For those minutes, I felt like life is so much more than than what I used to see through my eyes. It was like an awakening, like my eyes were clear from the filter, right? And I was like, if it was good and I felt this peace and knowingness and my heart will open and I will really tap into like beautiful, it, it was just amazing, right? So I started thinking, well, if it's done, then that means it's something that I should be taking seriously, right? So eventually, um, let me fast forward because this is becoming a little too long. I wanted to make it quick, but. I can talk. So eventually I decided, you know, like when I was presented with the opportunity to go through ceremonies and stuff like that, I decided to go forward. I was like, I'm doing it. Like, but I had a lot of doubts. Oh my God, am I making the wrong mistake? Like, am I making a mistake? Am I making, am I choosing the wrong thing? Because now this is going to affect my son and future people and you know like there is a lot of talk about like once you start it doesn't end in the family line and like if it doesn't end and I make this promise and then my son has to keep it but he doesn't do it what's going to happen to him and you start thinking about all of these potential issues and responsibilities that I didn't want to pass down to him because he didn't choose this why do I need to pass it down so I was very specific about the the promises and contrast that I made spiritually because of that. Even before I knew anything about contrast and promises in the spirit realm, I subconsciously, unconsciously, I knew I had to be careful with what type of vows I agree freely, my free will, what type of vows I agree to promises because I do not want to pass this to him if he's if he's not supposed to be for him like and of course spiritually there is a lot of things that are happening maybe he did maybe he did I don't know we haven't done anything with him but I want to make sure that he chooses because of him not because of something that I did right so there was a lot of doubts a lot of questions that I had a lot of questions that not even the elders could could really answer for me because the answers they will give me were very philosophical. I'm like, well, that didn't really answer my question. So I have to do a lot of meditation to get my own answers and get over those fears and doubts, right? Which is why I help a lot of people with that because I know what it felt like and what it still feels like because there are times when something very in deep, like deep knowledge will come through and I'll be like, what the heck was that? And then I have to dive deep into what it meant, what it means and what it's supposed to, the meaning for me, like everything is about me and, and my clients. It's not about the whole planet because, you know, it, I don't see it like that. If I do that, then I'm going to get lost in all of that. So I have to take it back to me. When something comes, always about me first. What am I supposed to learn from this? And if it's if I'm going in and going into a transfer of clients, what does this mean for my client? How do I decipher this for my client? Because it's no, when you think about the whole ecosystem, the whole planet, then you get lost in that. So you have to, and that takes time, which is why I'm passing this to you. So you don't make the same mistakes that I did because I didn't have someone 
real, even though you do have elders, they're not going to tell you everything. You have to dive deep yourself. But if you know this little bit, you can then go in and be like, okay, what about me? What is What does this mean for me? What am I supposed to understand from this? What am I supposed to do differently, choose differently because of this, right? And so the spiritual journey for me was a was to take me out of my dark cloud because I really, when I was a child, I was very depressed, seeing all of those things, no understanding, feeling confused, feeling alone, feeling like, what the heck? Why are we doing all of this? And then two minutes later, somebody's going to die and then that ends. And how do you tell how does a seven-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old child understand death if nobody talked to her about what it means to transition? And one moment you're playing and then the next moment you get news, so-and-so died, the neighbor died, this died, the cousin died, I don't know, the aunt called die and so on, right? It's very traumatizing especially if you're seeing it before it happens. So then you're thinking, oh shit, did I create this? <laughs> you know, like, so there is a lot of things happening. And I forgot why I was telling you that. So anyway, so for me, the spiritual awakening was for me to realize there is more to this reality. It was, even though I knew that as a child, because I could see the dead and other spirits, I still didn't get it. I was a child. So for me, it was like, there is more than this reality. Life is not just about working, sleeping, eating, and, you know, like taking care of so-and-so. Like there is so much more that we have to do here. And it really um, helped me go through my healing journey to heal a lot of those wounds that were left open. They were open, even though I didn't think of them. They were still actively ruling my life, even though I didn't think of them. All those wounds, all those surgery, all the spirits that I saw in those hospitals, all the spirits that I saw before they died, they were still with me because I didn't heal from those experiences. All of that trauma was still hanging here. And that's why the dark, the the gray cloud was there because it was letting me know it's time to heal. I just didn't know that that's what it was, right? So until I got older. So anyways, when I started um, in 21 Divisions and taking it very seriously, I tapped into the healer's path, into I can help others get rid of that gray cloud because I have the gray cloud and I was able to remove the gray cloud through all the work that I did. But a lot of people, I realize that a lot of people don't have that. They don't, sometimes they don't even know they have a great cloud. They just think that that's what life is supposed to be. So that's when I started going deeper into that journey. But I kept it hidden because I didn't want other people to know, you know, the successful businesswoman is also, you know, like a witch. That, that's what they were going to call me. So I kept that hidden for a long time. I remember one one time I had... Um, house cleaners go to the house and they were cleaning for me and one of them saw a candle I did the, the I did something and I left the candle on for x amount of time but I forgot that they were coming so you know I normally I would schedule my thing knowing when they were coming or not so they wouldn't see anything right so and they came in and they they I I heard from one of them 
And they said, oh, do you know what she's getting into? And, you know, it was like a big deal because I heard them talking and, and they share their concerns and stuff. And I was like, because I was really nice to them and whatever. Anyways, I was very surprised because uh, one of them knew very well one of the spirits that I, I was working with. And she's like, you know, if you work without energy, without Mysterio, she's never going to let you have a man. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> But it's funny because, you know, I, I did hide a lot of my things, my spiritual energy, my spiritual self, because I was very afraid of what other people would say. And even my family, what would they say? Do they think I'm crazy? You know, like I, I still was working through that seven, six year old that was worried. That was still in here saying that they can say this. And that seven-year-old was ruling my life as an adult because I didn't handle that seven-year-old and I didn't help her heal. So anyways, until I helped her heal, then I wasn't, you know, it was then when I was able to share my truth and let my family know and some of my close friends, you know, this is what I do. This is who I am. And they're like, oh, shit, do we need to call 911? And I'm like, no, we don't need to do that. Like, you see me, you see how I am, you know what I have done for others. How do you think I was doing that? Like, let's put two and two together. So anyways, um, I wanted to share this story in this way because a lot of people don't realize sometimes the gray clouds are different fragments of who we are left in other experiences especially childhood where trauma happened and we haven't helped that part of ourselves heal from the trauma so that they are still ruling unconsciously what we do here now and I don't practice 21 division like traditionally other people practice which is why I don't you know, when people say, can you initiate? I'm like, no, 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 we're not even going there. Find a traditional 21 divisions, Mamo Hugam, because what I do is completely different. That's my spiritual practice. I used to do work for people, but I don't do that anymore because I realize people were using the, the magic of 21 divisions, the power of 21 division just to do something quick and they wouldn't heal what they needed to heal so that they will, you know, three, four months later, they will be in the same situation because I didn't heal. So to me, it's very important for us to heal. And I believe that with the power of those energies that live within us and outside of us and are part of us in 21 divisions or the Rishas or whoever you believe in, those energies are within us. And that's what I believe. And that's from then talking to me, like it's more than just the rituals. It's about us understanding who we are and what we can do, which is why we are all healers. We all can heal ourselves. But to get to that, you have to go through a process. And sometimes it's ups and down, ups and down. So I practice 21 Division from my heart space. I do, of course, I have my altars and so on, but it's nowhere every day I am crazy about all the foods that I have to put in there, all the drinks. No, it's different. It's a different 
relationship that I have with these energies. And I don't care who says what, you know, that's, you can practice however you want. This is my way. This is what I believe based off my relationship with these energies. And I do call them energies. You know, you can call them mysterio. I do call them mysterios as well, whatever you want. But the relationship that I have with these energies is my relationship with them. It's no somebody else's relationship with them. I have learned to tap into their essence, but the essence when they come to me, no, when they come to somebody else. So for me, this is very sacred work. It's a work that is timeless. It can really help a lot of people, but we have to go in. It's not about a million things happening on the altars and the prayers. I, though A lot of those prayers, I don't use those prayers. I create my own prayers because a lot of those prayers, I don't agree with what they're saying. And yes, they have power within them because of what they're saying. But what they're saying is not what I want to convey based on my own experience, you know. So, and we can talk about prayers, like prayers of different energies that are highly ascended. And some of those prayers are asking to destroy somebody else. I don't agree with that. I don't believe in that. So, yeah, I'm not going to get into prayers right now because I have to go, but I just wanted to share that piece of my history, my story, so that you can connect and grab what you can out of the story. What is it that you can grab out of the story? How you connect? How do you tap into the real essence of the energies, the mysterious, the orishas, the luases that are coming to you? It's going to be your relationship with them that is going to determine what is the essence that they come with. What are the secrets that they can share with you? How do you get to understand them? A lot of those energies are, you know, natural forces. So they have our ancestors that belong to some of those forces, those elements. How do we tap into that essence? What is it that we need to heal? I don't believe 21 Division is just like those people that are waking up spiritually and are interested in 21 Division is normally because they have the healer's path um, open to them doesn't mean that everybody has to be a 21 Divisions Mambo because you don't have to have an altar to accept other people in order for, for you to practice 21 Divisions or Ifa, me, whatever, Palo, whatever you're doing, right? Walterismo, you could do it your own way. I'm not saying that you come into me for that because I, I focus solely on helping other people heal. But you can find other people that can help you if you need that assistance. If you're getting into Molterismo, La Regla Moltera, uh, Sunset, 21 Divisions, Palo, uh, Lukumi, Ifa, whatever it may be, Wicca, whatever, right? Find what is it that you are working through the essence, the essence of what it means. Focus on the essence. And then everything is going to start unfolding. It's a journey. It takes years, years. You got to be patient. You got to meditate. You got to contemplate. You got to reflect. You got to work with your dreams. It's a journey, but it's a beautiful journey. Once you really tap into the essence and get rid of the fears and doubts, and that can also take time. For that, you might need someone like me, but you know, as long as you're working through, you're going to identify those fears and doubts or help, find someone that can help you because until you get rid of those fears and doubts, you're not going to be able to jump really fast and really progressing your healer, healer's path so i'll see you guys in the next one thank you for being here ciao